welcome to the Press On Podcast. My name is Justin. I am so glad you are joining us this morning or afternoon or night or whenever you are watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you can grab yourself some coffee mm. or tea or soda or pop or water, whatever you want to drink, um, and sit down just for a little while and hang out with us as we study scripture. We have some fun along the way. As well, this, like I said, this is episode 17. Uh, I can't believe we are here. Uh, so let's get started with some uh, reviews. We haven't done reviews in a while. I think we've only done it once before, but uh, reviews is this little segment where I, I just take some of my favorite things recently and, and share it with you. It's not a paid endorsement. Um, these items, people, they don't even know. Um, about this podcast, most likely. Um, and so literally, these are just things that have either helped me or just inspired me lately. And I want to share it with you. First of all is a book review. Uh, this book is called Didn't See It Coming, written by Carrie Newhoff. And essentially, I mean, the tagline is overcoming seven greatest challenges that no one expects and everyone experiences. And so Literally, he goes through different challenges that we all will go through at some point in our life and, and how it sneaks up on us and how you can overcome these challenges. These challenges are cynicism, compromise, disconnection, irrelevance, pride, burnout, and emptiness. And man, I don't know. I've had this book for a while. I've read through it once, but then when I'm feeling one of those seven things, I, I tend to go back and um, read that section it's a great book. I highly uh, recommend it. I'll even put a link um, for Amazon in the show notes so you can just hop on that link and uh, uh, buy it. But I just wanted to share the back, um, what it says about this book. It says this, anticipate your obstacles, alter your outcomes, learn to see it coming. Cynicism, compromise, disconnection, irrelevance, pride, burnout, emptiness. These are the things that happen to other people, right? Wrong. Too often life begins to slow slide into circumstances that steal your hope and your confidence. Some of these situations might be creeping up on you right now. You have no idea it's happening, which is precisely how it happens. Everything seems normal until one day it doesn't. Left unchecked, these areas will even affect and infect your relationship with God and poison your relationships with others, especially the people you love the most. Carrie Newhoff, a former lawyer and founding pastor of one of North America's most influential Churches wants to make sure that these seven critical life issues don't catch you off guard. Each chapter of Didn't See It Coming uh, addresses a specific challenge, helps you see the warning signs that you can avoid, or if necessary, you can overcome these challenges and move forward into a more vibrant and fulfilling future. Great book. Didn't see it coming. Check it out if you are into reading. If you're not, maybe you do the audiobook um, or not, but um, just something that has helped me along uh, my journey. Now, the next one isn't going to be for everybody, um, but one thing I have learned to love over the last seven, eight years is Christian rap music. Now, it sounds weird, but, but just hear me out on this. I think above any other genre of music, rap has the potential to be the deepest uh, music you can ever hear, lyrical-wise. Lyrical um, I think... Um, the amount of words you can put into a rap song because they go so fast sometimes. Um, but just the heaviness um, that sometimes comes along with rap. Now, I'm not talking about 
um, the party rap or anything like that. Not dogging that if that's something you enjoy. Um, but I've, I've found that some Christian rap songs are deeper than any other song um, that I've ever found. And one of Christian rapper that I found recently, um, one of his songs blew up on TikTok. Um, his name is Henrik. Um, and I don't know if you're watching the YouTube video, if you can see this. Uh, this is the album color cover for one of his albums, which is really cool because it's him as a cartoon next to Cartoon Jesus, and he's holding a broken heart. And it says, this is all I have. And then Jesus is saying, that's all I want. Uh, and so great. Just that just that picture right there. Uh, but, but he has two songs that I am in love with right now. Uh, one is from his newest album that he did with a couple of his friends, um, and it's called Loser. Um, and it's just talking about, hey, I've never been popular. I've always been kind of a loser, and that's okay with me because it's not about what other people think of me. And it's just a great song. Uh, but by far, the one that blew up on TikTok, my favorite, is a song called Real Love. And I'll also, in the show notes, I'll post a video or a, a link to the, the video for the song uh, because we can't play it because of copyright reasons. Um, but I just love, the, there's this line. He says this, I put aside what the world has to offer, and I fell in love in the arms of the Father. Um, and just this song is just this idea of, I found what real love is, and it's not what the world is giving. Real love is, is God himself, and it's just a beautiful song. Uh, so check it out. His name is Henrik, H-E-N-R-I-K. Um, great stuff by Henrik. Now, the last one. All right. Um, so we did a book, a song. Um, and now I'm going to talk about a TV show. Now, that sounds weird. Um, um, and it's going to sound cheesy at first, uh, but stick with me. Um, I am not one to really enjoy Christian movies um, that often. Uh, to be honest, um, I find a lot of them cheesy. Um, I, I truly do see the heart behind a lot of movies um, and why people wanted to make them. But then the way that they're made, uh, I find it's hard to stand out um, when you have all these other movies that are so well done. Um, and so I've always felt that Christians, if they if they really believe in this message that they want to put out there, their movies, their whatever they're creating, has to stand out um, and stand up against what's already out there. And and I feel like sometimes Christian movies have kind of dropped the ball, um, while all of them have great messages and I've watched many of them. Um, they just don't rank up there in uh, quality-wise to other things, and it, it is kind of sad. Um, you know, movies like Facing the Giants and Fireproof, um, Courageous, they have amazing messages, but in my opinion, the quality doesn't help them. Um, and so whether that's from... Uh, some of the special effects needed to way the movies shot or some of the acting in the movies um, to even like publicity and how it's promoted and things like that. I, I don't want to dog a movie for one specific thing um, because this is reviews of things I like um, and I think you'll enjoy as well. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I'm okay. What uh, If you enjoy those movies, that's great. I'm glad that um, you have found something. Uh, but it's hard for me to really get into um, Christian movies. But with that being said, um, if you haven't watched The Chosen yet, um, I highly recommend this up against a lot of things. I um, was in counseling and 
um, the person I was doing counseling with, he, he had already watched season one. Um, he had it on DVD and he said, Justin, would you, would you want to watch season one each time you come in? Okay. Um, and from episode one, I just was invested. Um, we watched all the way through season one and then season two was coming out. And so I just watched season two as it was being debuted and, um, and now season two just ended and now we have to wait for season three and I'm hoping it's coming soon. Um, but this, not only is this TV show shot with phenomenal actors, but just the quality of it, it, it really does stand up to a lot of TV shows that I've, I've watched. Um, there's humor, um, but there's a lot of heart behind the, the show as well. You just fall in love with each of the characters. Um, there is some pushback because they, they add things that aren't in the Bible, um, but um, there's some interviews with um, pastors, and I encourage you, if you're one of those people that kind of push back against that, to watch that interview because it talks about how, no, we don't know what happened outside of the Bible. We don't know how these characters lived, but the way this show creates these backstories makes you understand these characters we don't know that much about, and the things that they add don't take away anything that's in scripture. So it's not like they're um, contradicting anything in scripture. They're just creating this side story that, that we, that may have happened, may have not happened. We don't know to help fill in and create these characters and make them come more to life. It's a awesome show. You can actually download the chosen app on your phone and watch all of the episodes for free. Um, I think some of them are on YouTube. I think first season is on the Peacock streaming channel. Um, it, they run off of donations. And so the idea is they want to reach so many people, uh, by the end of season seven is their, their end goal, seven seasons. Um, and so they, they run off all these donations to shoot, to, to pay the actors and things like that. And as people fall in love with this show and they've had encounters with Jesus through this show, uh, it's just really cool to see that they are giving back. And this show is just reaching more and more people. So highly recommend it. Check it out. The Chosen. Actually, I'm going to probably go back and watch it again. Season two is just so amazing. And it sets up what I think is going to be an even better season three. So check it out. The Chosen. All right. I'm done with reviews. Take them or leave them. That's just some things that I've enjoyed over the last several weeks. Hey, uh, just a couple of announcements before we get into um, our study of James today. Um, last week, I issued a challenge that that if we could over overpass, if we could. Last week, I issued a challenge that if we surpassed the projected downloads on our podcast through our amazing platform host uh, Buzzsprout, um, or if we gained five new subscribers on YouTube. I would eat Little Nitro, the world's hottest gummy bear. He's right here. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't surpass that. We came very close um, to uh, surpassing that on our podcast downloads. And we did gain one new subscriber on YouTube. Uh, but we didn't quite get there. So here's here's my, my challenge for you. Um, this challenge will stand anytime we pass our projected goal of downloaded podcast through our audio streaming. That means um, if you listen to this on your Echo device through Amazon Music, or if you listen to iTunes or Stitcher or uh, CastBox or any of those other um, podcast platforms, 
Um, those will show us how many times it's downloaded, but we get a projected number of what we can expect that week. The first time that we surpass that, I will eat little nitro for you guys. Um, or if we can gain four more subscribers on YouTube, we want to get, I think we're at 21. And anytime we hit a, uh, a milestone, 25, 50, 100, 250, 500, uh, we're going to celebrate somehow. And so um, I know for a lot of people, 25 subscribers isn't much. Um, I'm just thankful people watch and listen to this podcast. So 25 subscribers, four more people. That's all we need. I'll eat little nitro. Um, it says um, consume at your own risk. Uh, little nitro has been infused with our signature 9 million Scoville unit chili extract, making this 900 times hotter than a jalapeno pepper. So that's great. Um, so I'm looking forward to this kind of. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see if you guys can accept the challenge. And if you do, I'll accept this challenge. All right. Well, now we are diving in to James. Today we are starting chapter four and James really takes a turn in chapter four. If you remember from the last, let's see, three episodes ago, we talked about James, the first part of James three, um, taming the tongue and um, how powerful words are. And then last week we talked about how there's two kinds of wisdom. There's wisdom from earth and then there's wisdom from above. And wisdom from earth only will lead us to destruction, chaos, and ruin. But wisdom from above is what um, makes us pure and and do, helps us do the right thing. And that's the wisdom that we want to follow. Um, but when James is talking about those things, I don't get this heaviness. I don't. It's heavy and it's important, but I don't really get um, that he's pointing anybody out or anything like that. He's just saying. Hey, watch your words. Hey, be careful of what what you're choosing to to put like to, to take in as wisdom. Um, but chapter four is heavy. Um, in fact, he calls out people and he 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 says, "Hey, you sinner. Hey, you're you're double minded. Hey, like and it's heavy." And so uh, today, what I want to do is I want to do something different. If you're watching on YouTube. Um, I'm going to read chapter four verses one through 12, but, but it's just going to, the screen is going to go black. Um, there's going to be some music playing. Um, and I just don't want there to be distractions. Um, and a lot of times we don't take time to just listen to scripture. Um, but we have to remember that, um, especially in the old Testament, when people were learning, uh, it was an oral tradition. So they would have a teacher or somebody um, in the community, read scripture, and people would just listen to it. Um, and I think that's a very valuable way uh, to, to learn scripture. I, I think we need to read it. I think we need to speak it. And I think we need to listen to it. Um, and so uh, right now, uh, you guys are going to listen to James chapter 4, 1 through 12. And then we're going to come back, um, break it down. I'm going to give my thoughts uh, about what James has to say. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. 
And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or, or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit that has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up, brothers and sisters. Do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, but you. Who are you to judge your neighbor? See, I, I told you it was heavy. Um, there's a lot here. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because James makes it pretty clear. Like, there's no, I wonder what James means by this. Like, James is very clear about the things he says in uh, this beginning of this chapter. Um, but just a few things that, that stick out to me. The big portion of this is, is essentially... Submitting yourself to God, and in order to do that, you have to be humble. There's no putting yourself first. You need to put yourself aside and give everything you got to God. I, a couple years ago, I was talking to a couple, um, great couple. Uh, they, they weren't really involved in the church, uh, my church or any church for that matter. Um, but you, you could tell they love God. Um, they, they didn't always read scripture, um, but, but they said that they prayed a lot and they trusted God and, and you could tell that God was important to them. Um, but really when it came down to it, uh, it was just them and they felt they didn't need anything else. They didn't need anyone else. Um, they felt their Christian community was just husband and wife and, and for them that was enough. And their, their main goal in life was to, to work to secure themselves the best future possible and um, be happy. We got each other, and and that's enough. But they gave every now and then, and um, their heart, I don't want to say it was in the right place, but it was in a good place, I think. Um, but the problem is, is that I don't think they were willing to submit fully to God. I think they love God. I think they knew who he was, and they trusted him. Uh, but their family, their their desire to build a better future, kept them from completely submitting self, themselves to God. I think um, it's hard to submit to something when it's about you, uh, because when you when you're willing to submit to God, the things that are important to God are going to become important to you. And God's very clear that. That, that one thing that's important is community, not just your family, but, but people outside of your family can, 
speak into your life and you can speak into their life and and community is so important and when like I said when you submit to God you're saying God the things that are important to you are important to me and so I know that's community I know that's going to church and growing and learning and and that's going and serving um and so it's very hard I think for us as Christians to really submit all of our lives to God there's always one portion of our life that we want to hold on to so tightly and I don't know what it is for you um I know what it is for me uh but I think all of us have something that and and maybe it's our our language like we're like ah cursing's not that big of a deal um and so I'm going to hold on to that or 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 it's um that secret sin that we just can't get rid of we're like I I I'll get over this one day and so we just hold on to it or or, or maybe it's for us, it's it's money or getting the promotion or or sometimes it's even something that seems good, like our families. And we're like, I know what God wants, but my family is the most important thing to me. And so I, I got to hold on to this. But I think God says, let go of that. Trust me, follow me, and I'll take care of the rest. And so we have to be willing to submit ourselves to God completely. And then um, that's what it says, verse 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he is going to flee from you. So often, I think the things that we are holding on to, it's, you know, when we think resisting, we think pushing away. But if we're holding on to something, it's hard to push away something because we're holding on to something else. Uh, And so I, I just wonder, what would it look like to really resist the devil? Like, like so often we just kind of give in uh, to the little things, to the big things. But what would it look like to be like uh, Joseph and just flee when, when temptation comes our way? Uh, I, think, I think Satan would get really tired really quickly of us. Like, like oh, man, he's, he's not going anywhere, so what's the point? But I think so easily we give in, even to little things. That Satan's like, oh, I, I got him. It's kind of like when a, a fish starts nibbling at the worm on the hook. And just give in a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And Satan's like, I, I, he's nibbling. Um, and one day, one day I'm going to reel him in. But but what if, what if a fish were to say, no, I'm not stupid. Worms don't just drop down into the lake, into the pond. I'm going to swim the other way. Man, I wonder what life would look like if we were that way a little bit but the problem is 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 we are exactly as James says he said um, come near to God he'll come near to you wash your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double-minded and that's that's the really the bottom line of what we are who we are we're we're double-minded part of our minds are on God and and on things that God wants them to be on but but part of our minds are on other things other things that are important to us good things bad things that just We're so double-minded, and it's hard to focus on one thing when your mind is in two places. I think it's so interesting that James calls out the double-minded. Well, um, um, I have written here, wisdom is is not about what you know about, um, what you know, but what you show. Uh, And I I think this kind of goes into the wisdom topic last week, but essentially it comes down to this. We can say we know a lot of things 
and what's good, what we need to do. Uh, we can we can know the Bible, but if part of our mind is somewhere else, then it's going to be really hard to to really show that 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 we are wise, that we are doing the things that are important to God, or that's showing that what's important to God is also important to us. Um, and so wisdom, we have to show that, that we, we know what wisdom is and we're, we're living it out. It's, it's so much more than just knowing. And so um, just random thought there. Uh, but finally, um, James wraps up with this really almost seems random, uh, but really it's not a little section on, on judging others. Uh, and I keep going back to that, that double-mindedness. And I keep thinking it's really hard to fix what's wrong with us when we're focused on other people because um, our minds are in two different spots. And so really, James is saying, hey, worry about yourself. And that's really hard for us to do, isn't it? Worrying about ourselves. I, I think we see people who mess up and, and we, we always want to take the moral high ground. We always want to say, oh, look what they did. Can you believe that that's what they're doing, What, who they are? Um, and we think that though we know we're not perfect, we're like, oh, at least I'm not that person. Um, but man, what if we just focus on ourselves for a little bit? Because we don't know the story. We don't know what's behind the other person. Um, I, I, I think back to when I was in ministry, to even when I messed up and... I am not in ministry anymore and how people in ministry treated me. Um, I think the temptation really is to um, try to fix people. Like say, oh, you messed up big here. Here's what you need to do to, to fix it. But as Christians, I think our job is to be with people and walk with them towards restoration. But sometimes we want to take that moral high ground, like, look what you did. Now you need to fix it, and we'll be here when, when it's fixed. We give them a checklist of things that need to happen before, before we'll talk to them. Um, Paul says, I am the worst of sinners. And I think I've said this before, but I've heard it a lot, and I really like it, that Paul was able to say that because he knew his sin better than anybody else. And so each one of us should say that we are the worst of sinners because we know ourselves better than anybody else and we can't judge anybody else. We don't know what's behind them. And so we cannot honestly say, oh, they're a worse sinner than I am because we don't know. We only know ourselves. Um, in fact, I heard uh, this last Sunday, I heard a preacher say, uh, if you can't call yourself the worst sinner, then you don't know yourself at all. And I think that's true. That 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 we are the worst sinners to ourselves. Um, and if you're not willing to say that, um, that means that you're doing the exact opposite of what James is saying. James is saying, don't judge other people. You work on yourself. But if you're saying that there's a worse sinner than you out there, then, then you're worrying about them and their sin. And so I often wonder what life would look like if we didn't judge people. We just love them unconditionally. That, that word is so strange. And um, sometimes people say it and they don't even know what it means. You know, before my 
my failure, my uh, removal of ministry. I had people in my life who, who, who loved me, who, who said that I meant the world to them, that they loved me unconditionally. Then the bottom falls out, and um, they have a hard time loving me now. But then, you know, I, I just got back from Italy not too long ago, and I was with a family who's not even a Christian, who knew what I had done, who, who knew uh, how I had failed, and they just loved me. And this non-Christian family showed me more of what Jesus' love looked like than a lot of people who say they love Jesus did. And it blows my mind, and it's just an example of what unconditional love looks like. Unconditional love is, is having parents that will come live with you for months on end, drop everything to help you. Unconditional love is, is sitting down with a church elder and telling him all of your past, and he's saying, hey, we still love you. Uh, here's my number. Uh, I have your back. Unconditional love is uh, when people know you and they still don't bat an eye and they don't walk away. It doesn't mean that they agree. It doesn't mean they condone or um, are proud of what you have done in the past. But unconditional love is saying, hey, my love is not based on what you do or who you are. My love is what it is. It's unconditional. There's no conditions to it. And I think that's what James is saying is that, that we need to, if we want to love like God, if we want to live the way God wants us to live, if we're submitting to God and saying what's important to God is the most important things to us, we know that God is love. We know that loving people, broken and hurt people, is important to God. And so if we're really submitting ourselves to God, then, then that means we also have to love people and not judge people. And it's not an easy thing to do. I don't know how many times I, I drive by somebody or I, I'm in a restaurant or walking through Walmart. It's really easy to judge people, especially at Walmart. <laughs> but, but man, what would it look like to not worry about them, worry about myself, and just love them? I don't know. It's not easy, but every day... We do one thing, and that's the same thing we encourage you guys to do each and every week, and that is to press on. And this week, I want to encourage you to press on and love people. Love the difficult people. Don't don't judge them. But how do you do that? Well, you start by submitting everything to God, not just part of your life, not just portions of your life. But you let go, give it all to God, and focus on Him. Hey, today, um, I want to wrap up with prayer time, um, and, and that's just what I want to pray for this week, is submitting, submitting to God. So, let's uh, pray, and then uh, we'll end the show this week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this study through James. God, we are taking our time because we want to understand each section more thoroughly. And man, as I said earlier, this section is heavy. God, I don't know where each of our listeners are, but I know where I am. And I know I need to submit to you more fully each and every day. There are things that I want to hold on to 
but it's no good for me because when I'm holding on to something else, I can't focus everything on you. God, I, I apologize for the times that I'm so double-minded and I keep one part of my mind on you and another part of my mind on something else and and I can't really put my full attention on you where where my attention needs to be because you deserve it. You deserve all of us, uh, not just portions of us. Lord, also help me not to judge others. Lord, help me to learn to love like you loved. God, I know your love is unconditional. That, 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 that We know that because you sent your son to die on a cross for us. And we didn't have to do anything to earn it. And we don't, definitely don't deserve it. But you loved us so much that you were willing to send your son to die for us. God, I want to love others like that. But God, it's hard. Especially when people hurt us and wrong us and, and make us so angry or upset. But God, I think about how many times I've done that to you. And how much times, how many times you just open your arms and say, welcome back. God, help me to love better. Help me to focus on you and submit to you better. And, and just keep my mind always on you. And everything else will fall into place, Lord. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Okay, so weird thing kind of just happened. Uh, I recorded the podcast. It was good. Uh, I ended the recording. I went and looked. It was nowhere to be found. Uh, it looked like it didn't record. So I went back, recorded it a second time. Second time was... 10 times better. You know how it is. You, you practice, you know what you're going to say. It was spot on. So good. I get up and the screen is completely black. It hadn't recorded either. So then I open up the, the, the index, the past recordings. And the first one was there, but it got cut off at the very end. Um, and so if it looked weird at the end of the prayer there or sounded weird, if you're listening to us audio, um, that's why. Um, and so here's just how I want to wrap up. This week, as you press on, we encourage you to submit yourself to God. We can't wait to see you next week for episode 18. It's going to be an awesome show. Until then, adios.